Hello, I'm Sean Capri, gamer, podcaster, human being. Every day, millions of podcasts are downloaded onto smart cellular telephones. These are incredible devices that have changed our lives for the better, but sadly, more podcasts are going unrated on iTunes now more than ever. An unrated podcast can suffer dire consequences. But if you act today, if you review We The GamerCast right now, you can ensure this cute little hungry podcast will get the nutrition and education it needs to grow up to be a doctor or a teacher. If you rate We The GamerCast on iTunes today, screen cap your review and tweet at Sean Capri, hashtag WeTheGamerCast, and we'll send you a photo of Sean eating a gluten-free sandwich and reading a comic book. We'll also read a review at the top of the show. To make the biggest impact, you can show your support with a haiku review. Don't let your favorite podcast go hungry. Support Canadian creators today and help end sappy appeals like this one. Publishes on iTunes, Google Play, and mother-loving YouTube every single Monday. That's enough of that. Uh, thank you for subscribing. Thank you for rating us on iTunes. Thumbs up. I'm a little excited for those of you who are new. I'm not normally home alone. Normally, this only gets done during baby nap time. But now it's Shawnee yelling time. I'm excited. Thank you guys so much for being here. 140. I don't often get like overly excited over the the number of this show. It seems like it just keeps going, but 140 feels good. And this is a good episode, guys. This is you know, PSVG continues to totally take over this this show, but I'm getting way ahead of myself because if you're new, here's the deal. Every week I have sweet hangs with a stranger from the internet, and if you want to be on the show, it's easy. Just tweet at me at Sean Capri. Sean like Connery Capri like the pants. The show's on on video. Because of all of our patrons at patreon.com slash make us better, making this show better and a slew of others. We'll get to that in a second. So I want to thank our amazing executive producers like our platinum executive producer, Mr. Corey Hicks, our gold executive producer, Sheldon Benedict and Mr. Moody and all of our gentlemen executive producers, Dude427, Martini Jean, Aaron Doherty, David Ray, Jesse Johnson, wait, Jesse Armstrong. Jesse, I've seen a couple pictures of you lately, man looking good that hair haircut is on point james johnson dr doom and nick militia guys i i changed up the order so i'm a little out of a little out of sorts here this is going to be a great show i'm so glad you guys are here i'm i'm pumped to be recording this also well you know what? i'm gonna get that out in a second i was gonna you know let's talk about it now right after this I, i'm a little excited guys right after this the reason i'm home alone by the way is I was going to go to my parents' house for dinner. Um, Chelsea and the baby and I were going to go join the Capri clan and, and everybody. There's a whole shindig happening right now. But, um, right after I set up plans to go do that, I got a, I got a DM from my old friend Chris Johnson from Player One Podcast. And he said, we're down a man tonight. Would you like to guess on the show? And I, I sort of just like looked at my phone. I think I did like six takes, like, 
No. He doesn't ask for guests on his show. So I, uh, I, before, <laughs> before I responded, I went back to the text of my parents and said, okay, change of plans. I'm not coming. <laughs> I'm totally bailing on family dinner to be on player one podcast with Chris Johnson and all that crew. My God, this is amazing. So thank you to everybody for, I feel like this is, this is for all of us. So if you guys haven't already, um, check out that episode with CJ on episode 122. You get to know him a little bit more and then check me out on player one podcast. I can't believe that's a thing. That's crazy. Ah, oh, this is awesome. Good day. And it feels weird because I, I always like make a couple things that I like I want to, I want to point out. And, uh, it's hard to transition from like total elation that this is happening literally in like, in like 20 minutes. I'm going to be jumping on that, that hangout. So I don't know. Cause after that, I'm going to be doing streaming with Brock McLaughlin for a way out, uh, which this will happen in the past. But it's on youtube.com slash we the nerdy. Hopefully you guys are subscribed. You're getting all the, all those notifications. Um, but last night, yesterday was Saturday. Everybody was playing something. There's Splatoon and Joe After Work is playing arms and everybody's, everybody's playing stuff. And to be honest with you, like I went into yesterday really excited to play games. And then all of a sudden I kept reading about this horrible uh, tragedy that happened in, in Canada land. Uh, this is, this is about as Canadian as it gets. So there was a, there's a junior hockey team out of Saskatchewan, the, the rectangle province, like the sort of like trapezoidal shape. Um, just a, just a, just boys, man. Like these are 18 to 21 year old kids. Uh, they, they were on their bus and they were T-boned by a semi truck and half of the people on the bus were killed. And this is, I don't know why, like, like stuff. The, the crappy part is stuff like this happens all the time. And that was my sort of like my first sort of reaction was like, well, I guess hack accidents happen. But as I read more and more into it, I just really got really depressed about it. I really got sad to learn about just how this was a nothing like this. They were just on the bus. And then all of a sudden, these guys are so close. I think that's really the thing that that is the saddest part is that I read I read a few stories talking about how when you play on a team like that, you're, they're not just teammates. Like this is, they are family to each other. And for them to be that young and to have that, the ones who survive to have that kind of experience, a lot of them are, they have a long road ahead of them. And then for the ones who didn't make it for their families, I just, I don't want to get into it. You know what? <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you the point of all of this is I really just kind of needed to not do anything yesterday. Like I, I was trying to kind of like plug through some Far Cry. I was going to play with a friend. I was going to jump into Splatoon. I was going to do all of those things. And I just kind of like, I just needed to watch hockey. Like I just needed to sit on my couch and I don't know, just enjoy hockey. The other part of it too, that, that adds on top of all this is even in the NHL, all like this, this hit everywhere. And there was a, there was a GoFundMe page that was created for the community and their families. And people are flying in from all over the place to, to be there to support the community and to support the families. And unfortunately, it'd have to go to funerals. And there's a GoFundMe page. And within the day, I think even now I was just checking, they're, they're creeping up on $4 million that's been donated across Canada and across the, the world, it seems. And so this whole thing kind of just hit me hard and I just needed to, to just chill. So I, the reason the other part of this is also an apology because I know I was, I was going to play games with a few of you guys, uh, yesterday, this weekend. And I just wanted you to like that. Just 
it continues to hit me hard. It continues to hit me. I'm reading stories about this 21-year-old kid whose family had to make the hard decision of, um, I guess, agreeing to the, the donation of his organs. He had recently, like three weeks before, he signed his donor card, and that was it. He saved six lives with his young, strong heart and lungs and everything else. It's just, it's just incredible. So I don't want to bring this podcast down too much, but that's the reality of what yesterday was like for me. So I just wanted to bring you guys up to speed on that for whatever it's worth. That's as real as this today show is going to get on that level because Caroline and I are going to have just an amazing chat from PSVG. You'll, uh, you often hear her on the Nintendo Shack. And you also saw her on If We Were at Nintendo just a couple of weeks ago. So why don't we just go ahead and get right into it? I don't think I've got anything else. I hope you guys are having a great day because it's about to get even better. Here she is from PSVG and Nintendo Shack, Caro. Caro? No last name? I'm leaving Skype. <laughs> this is it. This is the day. This is a brand new day. It's amazing. Kevin's always like, you need to watch your mouth because I'm like, I, I see when when we're gonna do our E3 live reaction to Nintendo, mm-hmm. the filters out the window. So oh, it's, nice. Yeah, because how do yeah. you like if you're actually reacting, you can't be like, ah, oh, and yeah, exactly. So when yeah. you watch E3 at home, do you do you just like get all up into it and stuff? Like, do, are you able to take time away and stuff? This is my first year that I'm taking off, but mostly what I did in the oh, past right. is that I would just bring my laptop to work and close my door. <laughs> yeah. And people would just be like, "Oh, she's working," but I'd have my earphones and I'd just silently be going. Yeah! Mm-hmm. Do people at work know that you're that you're a geek? Oh, yeah. Like, I've got stuff. I've got, like, Chelsea made those little beads that you can iron together and you can make shapes and characters out of them. Yeah, perlers, yeah. Oh, I didn't even know they had a name. I'm so... I've been, like, yeah. calling them that. What I, like, they're, they're so like, long. all the rage on Etsy, yeah. Yeah, totally. Which, it turns out, she should actually just, like, go ahead and sell them because, like, they're oh, yeah. huge. There's a like, huge market for them. You can sell, like, the little tiny ones for, like, 20 bucks. And she's got one that are, like, bigger than my head. And my head is... It's, uh-huh. head. it's my big old Canadian <laughs> flappy head. I love the Pokemon sprites. Like, that is the biggest thing. So, I mean, like, if she wanted to do Pokemon sprites, everybody would be all over that. Yeah, she's got the little, like, squids and stuff and little chi-chi fish and everything. It's, I love it. And, like, slowly but surely, like, I never really set out to, like, I never brought in, like, a basket of stuff from my office and be like, okay, now I'm going to, like, nerd this place out. But slowly but surely, like, I've been in the same office for a number of years now. And it's like, I kind of look around, like, I got my little Lego guys here. I got, like, little mm-hmm. tiny Avengers over there. Yeah, just everywhere you look. I never brought anything. I was blessed when we moved from the suburbs into the city. Mm-hmm. When my husband started work back in October, um, they didn't want to lose what I do, which is, like, a mixture of scientific illustration. And I do the demand letters for all of the insurance companies. I just deal with personal injury work. And um, they're like, you can work from home four days a week, part-time, and then you come in one day a week, and that's cool. So I just, I I go, I travel down 45 minutes to work to the office one day a week, and then I sit it on my computer at home the rest of the week. Oh, that is the freaking dream. I know. It it really is a blessing. I mean, Mm -hmm. I told him, I was like, when my husband started working, I was like... I, there's no reason for me to even be working. And Brian told me that. He said, you know, you don't have to work if you don't want to. Right. 
Yeah. And, um, and I was like, but I will personally go crazy if I don't have something to do every day. Mm -hmm. So I would like to still keep doing it, but I can't make that commute there and back every single day. And they were very accommodating with it. I was like, okay, great. Perfect. What are the chances? Man, I feel like I talk to people on a daily basis who are just like, just get me out of this situation. And this is like... This is absolutely perfect. I want to touch on this too. You bring up a good point that I think, especially as video gamers, as, as nerds who like, who would love nothing probably more than to sit in front of our TVs and play games for like as long as possible with as few interruptions as possible. Yep. You still, I can still identify with that notion of if I stay at home all day, every day, I will lose my mind. Oh yeah. Um, I, I just... I'm such a type A personality that oh, if yeah. I'm not if I'm not doing something, I there was a time between when I graduated from college and when I actually found my first job that mm-hmm. I it was the worst depression of my life that I just mm. I wasn't doing anything. Oh yeah. Um and I just felt worthless. Uh yeah. so like it's just one of those things that I like I mean, I wish I could be one of those people that was just happy doing nothing all day, but it yeah, I I have to be doing something, otherwise it drives me crazy. But even mm-hmm. though I am still working from home, technically that day I'm taking off, so I'm not gonna do my six hours from home. I'm mm-hmm. just gonna dial out. <laughs> Everything's gonna be live streams and I, stuff. So is it just Nintendo then that that you'll get hyped for? Like, because there's still a lot of bleed over, like well, especially now, a little more bleed over maybe from yeah. EA, hopefully, well, maybe from you, probably from Ubisoft. Yeah, I watched Ubisoft last year because the Mario Rabbits thing was a huge deal, and you know Miyamoto went there and kind mm-hmm. of guested on their on their uh, stage, and it was, I mean, that was fantastic. But mm-hmm. um, I did watch. I don't remember who I watched. I used to watch EA games pretty religiously, but then mm-hmm. I've just gone by the wayside with them. The only thing I'm interested in EA games anymore is The Sims. Oh, um, I love it. Oh, Do you I play love the Sims. Yes. No, I play. I, I just like have the Sims Four on here. On your on your PC. Um, yeah, and I actually got the itch yesterday. I was like, I'm really craving the Sims. I hadn't. <laughs> and I last time I logged on to Origin, it said you haven't logged on since 2016. I was like, there's no way it's been this long since I played this game. No kidding. Well, especially now because like we're well into 2018, so it's not like it's been a year to be, like it's been. I, I know. It's been some time. It'd be kind of like if I jumped onto my Wii Fit again. It'd be like it's been nine thousand seven hundred forty-two days. <laughs> like dick. that's why I don't log into Animal Crossing anymore because it's like all the villagers are like, "You've been gone for three years. We thought you were dead." And, <laughs> they've got, but they've got like this graveyard started. Like as you've been gone, like all the villagers have just been like dying, and the kids that you Aww. knew as children are all grown up. And they're drug addicts and this dark version of I, Animal Crossing just because you abandoned them all. There's so many good YouTube parodies about Animal Crossing and like oh, man. being the mayor. Oh my gosh. Just just awesome. I don't know if you're into Animal Crossing or not, but my I'm, wife got I'm me just... into it actually. Oh God. Oh, well, bless her. One. Yeah, she yeah, bless her indeed. <laughs> it it I haven't played I don't think I've logged on to my account, but I I was avid about it. I would go online onto these forums and trade like millions of bells for one cat villager to come to my village and come move in. On. No, I swear to God, I think I've probably paid 300 million bells just to have a full cat town. What? <laughs> this is on another level because like I pay off my house. And I'm like, I beat the game. Like I'm, I'm, I'm good. Oh, I, no. I definitely oh, don't no. go to the same level. Like, 
Yeah, well, I've only done the one game. I, I think like with the 3DS, which the 3DS in a, in a lot of ways was like my big return to like what I would say is sort of like hardcore Nintendo fandom. Like I had the Wii and it was like, I was very happy with it. Like it was, right. I, you know, I got my parents playing bowling and whatever. But, uh, but the 3DS was kind of like, oh, I'm going to be playing this in my bed until like three in the morning. You know, like I, I yeah, returned yeah. to that like ridiculous level of playing. Just mm-hmm. playing Mario Kart 7 until all hours. Like, oh, I, know. I should I go back and see. Oh, that one I think I had probably more hours in Mario Se- Mario Kart 7 than 8 or 8 Deluxe combined. Yeah. And, like, my poor hands have just been, like, I'll probably have serious issues as I get older all because of the 3DS. Because it was the little one that I got her first. Yeah, I have the I have the original little one, but I upgraded to the XL, the the new Nintendo 3DS XL, which is pretty large. Mm-hmm. It's so nice, though, isn't it? And just having like new toys, new tech mm-hmm. is just so I don't know. It's so stupid because like I in so I many could, ways, it's hardly different. I wish I had the money to collect like every single one because they come out with a new Pokemon Pikachu one, and I was like, they're so cute. I wish I could just have it on my shelf and. Yeah, at, at one ninety nine ninety nine is too steep. I can't steep. tell what shoulder over. Like, there's, there's a couple. Well, we we went over this after if we ran Nintendo as well, and that, yeah, that's yeah. why I can say, like, pretty honestly, that like the 3DS was my return to like hardcore fandom. Like, I, although I yeah. do have a, a a wee mini up there, you can't see it, I don't think. But there's oh, a, yeah. one of those like red the and red black ones? things. Yeah, I, with the oh, one, yeah. yeah, that doesn't do I, I backwards compatibility and stuff. Yep. There was a while that this is where like there was a couple years before Chelsea and I had kids where we just kind of like we got a little stupid. Like Amiibo <laughs> came out at like the perfect time for us, like Skylanders and everything, and then Lego Dimensions just, went on sale at the perfect time. That's just it. I mean, I'm raking in the glory of not having kids right now, but once it starts, I know that it's just gonna. It it only my, like tapers it a little bit. Just a little bit. That's I think good. just a little. I think you still kind of find ways. I mean, we we haven't had to put Lincoln through hockey yet or anything like you know stereotypically oh, Canadian like that. Yeah, hockey is crazy expensive, which is actually what I'm most. Oh, scared I know. About. I I my um physics teacher from high school is actually from Michigan, mm-hmm. and he's which is practically obsessed Canada. With, well, yeah, he's he's obsessed with hockey and the Michigan teams up there and stuff, and he like forced his child to go through hockey and like mm-hmm. all the tournaments and stuff that he said that he had to pay for to go through. It's just unbelievable. He's like, I'm you know breaking the bank, but it's all he ever does. And then Having life fun. is for the kid. I get. Oh, well, this is our savings account. Then everything behind me is our savings account. So at some yeah. point we'll have to liquidate and that. Will oh actually- no, I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> you See, imagine. I'm just like saving all of it, and then it's gonna be like, look, kid, Lion King moment. Okay, one day this kingdom will all be yours. <laughs> yeah, I'll put you in the will and make sure you get everything, just so long as you make sure that you don't ruin it. I'm just oh, terrified. That's so funny. I'm gonna have to put a lock on the door when we get a game room, and it's just like, mommy, I want to play with this one, and like strip it out of this box and. <laughs> you can't destroy the box. Chelsea and I both keep boxes. Like we're we're a little nuts about mm-hmm. it. And it's getting to the point where we either need a bigger house or just get rid of some of these boxes. And one of those I solutions know. is way more realistic than the other. <laughs> well, I I own every single amiibo, right? So mm-hmm. you own every having... single one, like yeah. gold, only... gold Mega Man. Yeah. What are some of the other like? What about the little? What's, what's that little cue? Is it Box Boy? Box Box? Box Box Box? QB? Yeah. Is that oh. his? Oh, his name is QB. Did yeah. you, what, what did we just break as we're talking about? Okay. Oh, I was just I was just dropping him down. 
Um, I took the legacy collection thing out of the box. Oh my gosh, I'm just making a mess. This is the best ever. Um, <laughs> yeah, I still have him in the box, and I have my gold and silver Mario's in the box. Mm-hmm. But um, I I had to take them out because they were just taking up way too much space. That's the thing. Well, you got that nice like kind of shelf behind you though. Is that? But it looks maybe just for books. <laughs> supposed to be a bookcase and our books are still both collectively nope. in our parents house just collecting dust digitize <laughs> them get them all on the computer and the kindle no <laughs> but i was gonna Amiibo. i was gonna i was gonna talk about this if we can like i bought this one and this is oh, a kickstarter book yes and this oh my god this thing is absolutely beautiful now there's like a drama story that goes with how it got lost in the mail and how i didn't have it for 10 days even though that's literally on my list of things i wanted to ask you about so for the listeners what did you just pull out what is that thing let's 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 jump right into it okay so this is the nintendo 64 anthology and it it comes Um, in like a little sleeve thing that's that's the sound that you're hearing it's like it's like a sheath like a sore coming out of yeah um it's just got a really nice i guess this is made out of like better than cardboard it's kind of just like um gosh, Japanese I don't know what magic. you would call it <laughs> well they, these people are based out of France French um, magic yeah um Math Manet is the guy's name that created this thing mm-hmm. originally in France uh this was a kickstarter uh I lo- you touch it so lovingly too you just kind of like I like that's like a child books. I love it no that's really awesome books. um and it comes with like this nice little attached bookmark and everything. This is the collector's edition. So there's a the regular edition is just this, mm-hmm. and the collector's edition has the sleeve. Now they had a Kickstarter exclusive edition that had an extra book that came in the sleeve that had a collection of all the box art from all the Nintendo games, oh, Nintendo 64 games ever created, and I missed out on amazing. that. Oh, because yeah. they ha- they only had so many like spots for that. Well, yeah, it was just whoever paid for it for the Kickstarter, like mm-hmm. that tier. Yeah, and fun fact: they have actually started. Um, they well, this Kickstarter's already ended, but they're making one for a GameCube as well. Oh, so, uh, so yeah. did they start with this one with the sixty four? I think this is their first one. They did a PlayStation one, the original PlayStation. Oh, that's crazy! Um, I was going to say because you started the sixty four because that's manageable. There wasn't. In- I would venture yeah. to guess that that's probably got the fewest games out of all the Nintendo systems. I don't know if that's uh, true think, or not. Yeah, I, I, it, it probably does. I haven't checked to see how many there are. But I mean... PlayStation's uh, nuts. There's like 6,000 games on that thing. I know. It's insane. And um, this thing this thing is jam-packed. Like, I have the... Uh, gosh, who makes those? The uh, Bitmap Books people make the mm. NES and the SNES and the Commodore 64. Like, all the original 8 and 16-bit game books... Mm-hmm. They're pretty much just an art book. Uh, you know, they got really nice screenshots and stuff. This is jam-packed with information. I mean, we've got interviews and... I was going to say the smell. smell. Oh, you... Are, like, this <laughs> so is... Good. If I had that in my hands right now, I would be doing exactly what you're doing right yeah. now. Like, I'm lo- I feel like I'm looking at a mirror image, but not oh. quite. And I get a uh, certificate of authenticity copy number 290 out of a 1000 oh that's the thing that does it doesn't it? you see like a little like limited edition something you're like the number it could be totally fake they could have printed that on every single one of them i know but uh that yeah this is a wonderful collection to anybody's uh if, so, okay if you so collect books, mm-hmm. books about video games this is definitely something you gotta get 
the Nintendo 64 anthology. So you got it as part of the Kickstarter, which guarantees like one of the no. first prints. Oh, okay. No, I, it's online through Geeks Line Publishing. That was going to be my next thing. If you didn't get it yep. on Kickstarter, yeah. Okay, I'm going to actually have them have to get for this. sale. Yeah. And the GameCube one is coming out in July of this year. They already had a Kickstarter for that one. Uh, and I'm sure they have Kickstarters all the time for what they're coming out with. But follow mm-hmm. them on Twitter because they have their announcements for Kickstarters and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm I'm all for the GameCube one when it comes out. I'm, I'm sad that I missed the Kickstarters on both of them because I really wanted that boxer collection. Oh, book. that sounds incredible. How did you originally hear yeah. about that? You know what? I go on Amazon and frequently like look for art books. Okay. Uh, I'm I, since I'm a graphic designer and illustrator first and foremost. I really <laughs> love the uh, appreciation for like the art and the development, and the character and concept design and stuff. Yeah. So I love collecting art books about animation, video games, stuff like that. And I found this was like on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And it was through a third-party sale, and I was like, what is this book? And they actually created it for the 20th anniversary of – well, when was the 20th anniversary? They have it listed on the card, but it came out last – 2016, right, probably? Something like that? Yeah, I think – yeah, it came out in, like, September of 2016 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get you know, really tricky were... about the 90s and then the, the aughts. Is that what's after – what's the 2000s? Is that the aughts? I can't I, even remember. The aughts? I've never heard of that before. I don't know. I, don't, I can't remember. Or that's maybe now because you, you like the 20s, 30s, 40s, those are easy. But like what do you yeah. call like the uh, – like mm, the fursuit? I don't I know. It might be the aughts. Somebody – Luke Lore is definitely going to be correcting me on that one. He's a teacher. So. <laughs> well, what's the – what's what are we going to call the 1910s and the 1920s? That's what I mean. It's, I don't know. The depression years? <laughs> <laughs> But um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, they came out with this for that that uh, right, the anniversary. anniversary. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I just kind of happened upon it on Amazon, and then got in on the GameCube Kickstarter late, and mm-hmm. that's how I just find out about these things. I'm uh, really obsessed with like art books and stuff. So I- if you ever if you ever see those like Nintendo things where they're like, oh, it comes with a sound selection CD and an art book, I'm always getting those. Oh no, kidding. <laughs> I yep. freaking love it. Okay, so what do you think about um, like Kickstarter in general? Are you sort of like combing through there often as um, well? I've started to just because mm. uh, Shantae, Half Genie Hero got its start from there, and I'm a big fan of the Shantae games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thimbleweed Park, I missed out on that Kickstarter as well, and that was back in 2014. And now I've got uh, a limited run physical edition on pre-order mm-hmm. for that. Um, and you haven't been burned yet, I guess, is kind of where I'm – headed with this like everything has actually worked out really nicely well i was interested in mighty number nine but i yeah well i i (laughs) the source of the question yeah i didn't um (laughs) i didn't actually (laughs) put any money into that one and i Mm -hmm. haven't i think i only put money into like five dollars into one kickstarter in my entire time of looking at kickstarters and stuff uh not enough to get any physical rewards but most of the time I miss out and it's really unfortunate. I find out about these things late, which is why I'm glad I'm back into Twitter ever since mm-hmm. I started the podcasting because everybody just announces their stuff through Twitter nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I haven't gotten burn burned, yeah. which is a good thing. Yeah. Imagine if I we never were still coming it. through magazines for Kickstarters. It'd be like, they'd be over <sighs> by the time that that thing printed. Yeah. I never played mighty number no. nine and I have mm-hmm. no intention of doing it either. 
Well, and Chicken Wiggle was the first Kickstarter that I've ever done. And I feel like that's about as safe a bet as it gets. Yeah. And you know what? People have tipped me off to that game. And they said that, you know, people are trying to get it on the Switch. And I think that's a great idea. It's something Mm -hmm. that I would definitely want to play. It looks like a perfect fit for a Switch game. It totally is. It's and it like it was just I think it would start a development before the annex was really even called the switch. And so who even right, knew that, that right. was gonna be a thing? So like to me it's a perfect fit that and they got the HD upgrade as well. And they hit the first stretch goal, thirty five thousand. So they got an extra five thousand, they're gonna redo the soundtrack. I wanna oh, say wow. there's a guy who did like all the rare games. I can't remember his name. Jacob Rush is gonna is gonna totally smack me over yeah. the head. Uh <laughs> I'm pretty sure that that's what yeah, so Kickstarter ukulele was another great game that came out of Kickstarter. Oh, great! Okay, so let's let's explore that word to describe ukulele. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) see, I I still haven't played it because I always hold out for physical editions. Mm -hmm. But as you know, it's just something great when you see the creators of iconic games like Mm -hmm. Banjo Kazooie come back and say, "Hey, we want to come and create this game for you guys, but we need your help to do it." Or like the creator of Mega Man. Let's just get behind yeah, that. Guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, well, I keep that was. That up. You know what? It's a shame because that was actually like the the pictures and everything that were shown and displayed on the Kickstarter page were nothing like the final product. Yeah. And I think that's where everybody was really disappointed. The style of the Kickstarter images were just absolutely gorgeous, mm-hmm. and I really was hoping for that style. And I think everybody else was too, and mm-hmm. just did not end up that way. But ukulele, I think, is actually kind of stylistically very similar to what they pitched. Yeah, I agree. Well, and it, like the like the vision was already. I mean, I guess the same could be said about Mega Man as well. Like this, thing, it's all just a spiritual successor. It should have been sort right, of like right. within a box. It should have been should have been okay. So I, I guess where I'm trying to go with this is like trying to establish a sense of like what is safe on Kickstarter versus what's a little bit more risky and the. The reason I think why Mighty Number no. Nine was so disruptive is because it sort of like put a wrench in that whole notion that there are some safe bets because that should have right. been as safe as it got and it wasn't. And then all of a sudden right. I'm thinking about these art books because the way that I like for me the way I originally got into video games was like I was I was already like geek inclined. I would stay I would I would be at a friend's house and they because they had an, an NES on the shelf. Like, it was normal to them, but I didn't have one, right. so I was just, like, staring at it obsessively. I'm like, so when are we going to turn that sucker on? Like, let's play. Let's play. And so by the time uh, my dad ended up getting me a couple of uh, PC gamers off the shelf at, like, the Safeway or wherever, like, 7-Eleven. Mm-hmm. And I was just, like, to, to your point of, like, opening that book and just, like, smelling it, like, smelling reading it cover it, yeah. to cover, like, completely obsessed with this stuff. I basically got into, like, video games sort of by osmosis. Like, I just sort of, like, surrounded myself and just, like, reading stuff. And so this whole mm-hmm. diatribe, this whole rambling is actually to set up for you. To, I wanted you to talk about um, your artistic inclination. So you're surrounding yourself even now. Like, you're in it. You're surrounding yourself with art books. And I'm like, right. that's how I learn. Like, that's what I would – that's what I should do is, like, I should get, mm-hmm. be getting myself around some of these books of different art styles and illustrations and things like that, design – there's a amazing, or I think it's really interesting, uh, Netflix documentary called Abstract on right I've now. I've heard of it. Yeah, I've heard of it. Super cool. I don't know if it's any good. I'm a, a, like a no way able to evaluate like the legitimacy of it. But I'm like, yeah. there's just certain practices that come along with that, that they're introducing that. Whereas like this guy has this notebook and he's just drawing something every single day. And then he puts like right. sort of limitations like, okay, you've got to use like this red ball. 
on every drawing and make something different every single time. And it's just mm-hmm. so incredible, the creativity, like through that limitation. Yeah. As, as somebody that went through art school, we did have those kind of exercises where, you know, you give yourself limitations, but mm-hmm. you have a guideline that you have to do. Uh, and I actually kept going through that as just through my own, uh, <laughs> my illustration group is called Caroline Design. Nice. <laughs> it rhymes. Um, but, you know, I just like did this work through um, where I would be given like a word. So like the word would be blue mm-hmm. and you would have to do something that would be representative of the word or yep. the the word would be, um, I mean, not a color, but, you know, just just like a mood or invoking or something. And it's just very interesting to see what comes out of you from what you are given when you're just given a prompt. Right. Uh, and I, I think that's fantastic. I actually might start watching that show then if, if he's doing something similar to that, because that's just what a lot of artists do online, people through live journal and DeviantArt and stuff. It's yeah, a very I, common thing. I think he turned out to be, uh, I think the whole reason he made his whole documentary is because he's like this, um, maybe one of the most published, uh, the New Yorker cover artists, like very oh, yeah. like that style of, of art. And so, yeah, he talks about just like he'd be in New York City at some point, then he moved back to Germany or something and mm-hmm. architecture and how that kind of influences. And I always think that in another lifetime, I'm super artistic. Like in another lifetime, <laughs> I'm, I'm like locked in my basement with canvas and paint and everything like that, because like mm-hmm. that in my heart, I, I feel like that's so amazing and fantastic and, and interesting to me. I just don't have it's not in my hands. Like I don't have the ability right, right. to actually, maybe I just haven't practiced it. I shouldn't say that. Like it there are a couple of examples. I did I did um you, did you ever follow Skylanders at all? Did oh, you yeah. ever do Skylanders? Oh, yeah. Chelsea was yeah. obsessed. So when we got married I painted her like a um a f- hot dog. Oh a little character. He's the cutest little I'm, guy I'm, made out of fire and lava. We just mentioned that I'm very upset that we haven't gotten a switch announcement for the spy room remastering. Mm, I'm okay with it. It's going to be, <sighs> you know, that. See, here's the as thing. somebody, <laughs> as somebody that has nothing but Nintendo consoles, mm-hmm. that's. I mean, it's not okay. even a PC announcement. It's okay. Nintendo Switch is going to be better for not having the the garbage that a Spyro on it. Are you I think, serious? I think Spyro oh is so boring. I think it's so oh, bad. See, I grew up with it, so I think that's probably why I just have. I, I mean, I just love seeing something remastered. It does and, look and amazing. Seeing... I'll give it that. Do you see the side by side? Like they're doing like yes, frame by yes. frame, shot by shot. Yeah, it yeah. looks. That's what you, I love about stuff though, like that. Bit. It's like how you drew when you were. 16 versus how you drew when you were 26. Mm-hmm. In many ways, I feel like there's probably things that it would be the opposite, like running. Like if I were like to show, like you don't get better with age. I don't think with like I'm a I'm a oh, horrible. Yeah, I'm so like I think as I've not practiced any of that stuff, I'd probably be better back then. But yeah, mm-hmm. it looks like it. It's just a reminder of how um, what we what we were just okay with the six right. frames per second on Goldeneye yeah. that we got and stuff like that. I was watching um I was watching an old U two DVD with Lincoln the other day. We were trying to make like music as, as everyday as possible. Yeah. And I remember like watching this thing like all the time and I just looked at just the, the square it wasn't even widescreen and it was mm-hmm. like from two thousand, which sounds like it should be like just yesterday, but that's a that's almost <sighs> two decades 20 ago. Twenty years ago. Super, about. super old and they all looked old we're back so old. then. I know. Yeah. It's it's kinda sad. 
But four by three to... ratio, baby. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking like, <laughs> oh, with widescreen, this is stupid. Like you just, it just stretches the picture. Why would I want, why would I want that? Now I can't, I can't even live without, mm-hmm. I've got two monitors here that I can't, I know, I can't I live know. without. What are some of the things, how did you end up actually um, sort of like first getting into, into game? You mentioned you had PlayStation for Spyro and everything. So, but how, like, where was it I first never, introduced for you? I never actually owned PlayStation. I just okay. played it over at my cousin's houses. Um, yes, that's but, the best. Let them buy everything. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, it's just like, well, mom, they have such and such over there. It's like, well, you can go over there and play it. Oh, it's the know? best response. Like, you think you've got them, right? As a kid, you're like, well, they've got it. Why wouldn't we have it? They're like exactly yeah, that was basically uh, what my parents did now we don't have to buy anything neighbor matt's got it everything. yeah yep mm-hmm. uh, so i would have you know i had the segas growing up my very first console was a sega genesis oh no oh uh, poor thing oh no but i absolutely loved it and you <laughs> know kidding, i was a, i was a sega girl before i started being a nintendo girl mm-hmm. but you know the cool kids had nintendos right and sega was kind of this i mean it was cool i'm not gonna lie for me it was really cool Mm-hmm. Uh, it was black but like it looked good. oh yeah it was... <laughs> <laughs> but um it it's definitely i'm appreciative of my foundations in sega mm-hmm. but i'm glad that i had nintendo to always look towards because when 64 came out i, I was like mom we have to get this one we have to have it and um was it just you are you an only child no i have a younger sister Oh, okay, so two, she's was three she years younger than me. Well, my sister is uh, more of a sit back and watch her bigger sister play because <laughs> the majority of the games that I wanted were single player, and of course, my parents are like, "Why don't you let her play?" And she's like, "I don't want to play. I just want to watch." Oh, so, nice. That works out. Yeah, I, she did actually have a DS, uh, and she loved Animal Crossing, mm-hmm. uh, but she did not obviously take to it as much as I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, She's still interested in stuff like that. I, she came over to the house the week that Mario Odyssey came out and she watched me play it. And she's like, this is crazy. I can't believe that it looks like this. And, you know, just for somebody that's been out of the regular knack of how video games have developed, it's mm-hmm. amazing for her. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was my, how I got into Genesis or how I got into video games was Genesis. My uncle had one and uh, he gave it to me for my third birthday. Holy crap. Um, yeah, yeah. So. I can't was, wait to. Uh, like, Link will never really get anything for his birthday. Because it'll always, it'll already it'll be here. Be like, there. I don't, That's I don't exactly know. how it'll be for us. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, what about, you mentioned sort of maybe kids in the future for you guys? Are you thinking uh, at some point absolutely. or just whatever? I have a lot of growing up to do. I just say that. Um, and I just, I have very little patience. I do want children. Mm-hmm. And uh, my husband wants children as well. But we, uh, we're we paying off student loans right now too. Mm-hmm. So everybody's like, you never have a good time to have kids. You just have kids as they come. And, you know, there's never a time where you're not saving up money or buying a house. Uh, but we would like to be in a house my husband's actually looking at me giving <laughs> He's me like, a who weird... are you telling this stuff to? <laughs> who asks these kind of questions? <laughs> he just gave me this like look like, what the hell? We're having kids? <laughs> no, we, we talk about it, but I just 
I thought you were going to talk about video games today. What is the show? (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, everybody jokes with me. They're like, you are so geeky and you have so many games and just so much stuff that you're going to be like a great mom. That's the thing. I don't know about that. I'm terrified that I'm just going to kill him. But (laughs) 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 if if you just... I'm I'm terrified. Like it's oh, just one man. of those one of those things where it's like, oh my god, I forgot to feed it. You know, yeah, cats no, are I don't... easy. I have two cats, and the cats go to the food bowl when they're hungry. They go to the litter box when they have to go to the oh, bathroom. Babies I feel are... like they make the same sound though when they're hungry or when they need something. It, it's pretty close to just like ah, just a just. <laughs> I don't even know what that was. I'd... Lincoln is yeah. Lincoln's becoming a little a little. Um, a little needy these days. It's uh, really? the, last, the last like two weeks because he, he's learned to crawl and he's kind of like crawling up you. Like he'll grab your jeans. So if you're in oh, pants, like if yeah. you're in sweatpants, your pants are coming down. So like oh, no. this is this is where I was just thinking about this this morning. I'm like, my dad didn't really ever wear sweatpants. Like, and that's all I ever want to do. I just want like when I get up, if I'm not going to work, I'm just, I just want to be in pajama pants all day. Yeah. Today I made the switch. Today I'm like I gotta wear I gotta have these these pants like more attached i got a belt and everything because he's crawling up and um yeah if he if he can't quite get there he'll start to he'll start to fake cry so we're gonna have to have the little chat of the the boy yeah who cried you wolf, can't you know mm-hmm. you can't you can't uh i want to enable i have very grown-up conversations with him. yep nope he's he's not even <laughs> he's a year old he's he, not even be, a year he'll be a oh year old gosh. next week actually next saturday is his first birthday so my kid no, well, yeah, they're all manipulative. That's the thing. With I know, that's what I was saying. Be, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. It's so talking about having that like inner child in you. I think will make you a great mom, and it's that's it's the same as say. like it's the same as Chelsea. And on the point of you never really gonna have. I don't know. This is just this is. I feel like this is turkey. Uh, my wife does a parenting podcast called Apparently because oh, parent is in there, and um, Precious. I feel like that. Everybody should go subscribe to that because she's a great mom and she has great things to say. And uh-huh. but it is, I think, a lot of just remembering what it's like to be a kid. And I, I was listening mm-hmm. to two people talk, Johnny Casito and Dave Moore. They were chatting, and and I think Johnny was a little frustrated. And Dave was like, "Well, think about it. This there's there's a good 15 years between them." Right. So Dave's like, "I remember what it was like to be a kid because I wasn't too long ago." And I feel like that that helps a lot to like remember mm-hmm. to try and lock in on those those memories. And maybe that's something that as we podcast and we remember oh like this is what it was like when i was like four five six years old playing these games mm-hmm. and like i remember like what was important to me or right what, and how did i learn my lessons i think that's it i don't know for whatever that's worth yeah and you know i might start my kids on stuff that was very simplistic back mm. you know when i when i was age old question mm-hmm. and, what games and- do you start them on <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I just, for me, it was what colors were pretty. Yes. And uh, what just appealed to you as, like, just staring at a screen. Mm-hmm. Um, something that was, I hate to say it, something that was 16-bit Sonic the Hedgehog was much more appealing than going over to my friend's house and playing Mario on the NES. It was objectively worse. Right. But mm-hmm. I, that's just that's just going backwards what you've originally been started with, which for me was Sonic, and then going backwards. Mm-hmm. As as I got older and became, you know, got into my teenage years, I appreciated the 8-bit stuff more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just something that appeals to children, just that bright pop of color, um, easy but not too easy where they are going to keep coming back to it. Mm-hmm. And not get bored with it. 
Do you? But think, not frustrated. Do you think I'm? I'm sort of going to wrap around a couple topics here into this one thing because Nintendo obviously has never really been pushing the power uh you play with power but they, they've never had the most powerful box they've always they're always like creating these like weird limitations and i'm thinking about our conversation just a couple seconds ago of like that artistic like do this thing you want to do you want to make a thing but you can't go too far you've got you've got to work within this box right like, do you think from that like is it an artistic thing that nintendo does or is it more competitive like why why do they keep doing that and is that a like a secret to their success maybe uh at first i thought that they were just trying to keep the family uh you know appealing to everybody of all ages right right but with the switch and you see the majority of their advertising was geared towards young adults people Mm -hmm. our age and clearly that's not their mo uh just to be family friendly to everybody right I mean, the games that have been coming out recently, Xenoblade 2 has some language in it. Oh. And Bayonetta is, uh, you know, <laughs> Bayonetta. Yeah. And it's just, I, it doesn't bother me that the specs on the system are worse than PlayStation or Xbox. And it's not like they're battling it out over who's got the best graphics, who's got the best shooter type yeah. thing. I appreciate going to a Nintendo game or a Nintendo console and knowing that I'm going to be getting stuff that is not exactly what guys want to play. Those mm-hmm. first person shooters. Dude bros. Yeah. 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 You got you to gotta um, have your mouth all to the side like this and drink your Mountain Dew and give everybody <laughs> the finger and hate everything. Um, you're giving me flashbacks to high school. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, got my hat everybody all had that up like this. Emo, everybody <laughs> had the emo haircut back mm-hmm. then. And just, you know, the guys actually straightened their hair. It was just bizarre. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. Um, but but it just it doesn't bother me. I appreciate it. And I think that's why I'm so drawn to it, because it's not what everybody else is doing. It's yep. it's a breath of fresh air type thing. Mm-hmm. And just like it's like yoshi is everybody would say oh write that off as a kid's game oh that's a kid's you know it's bright it's colorful it's now yarn and you know it's meant for kids Mm -hmm. i find more enjoyment in that personally than i do going and shooting up a bunch of zombies in a video game what what that's not you don't want to just like (laughs) Kill 3,000 of the same character over and over again, which I don't mind doing. Just saying, I know people are like, Sean, you do that all the time. But I get the point. Like, I understand, yeah. like, all sides of the of this, not even an argument, just the discussion. And, like, even Yoshi is a really cool example of the, let's do, okay, we've got this character. It can do X, Y, and Z things. It can, like, kind of just try to fart its way up a, a, a jump. Just Pretty much. Just kind of, yeah. like, trying to keep pushing it out. <laughs> but, like, make it in yarn. Like, yeah why like i just love and i remember that's one of the i don't know how many of these videos carol that we've watched over the years of e3 reveals and all these different trailers and stuff that one i will remember probably for the rest of my life of just like that room full of yarn and they're just sitting in the middle Mm -hmm. of it and it's just like what a what a beautiful picture yep and that alone makes me just buy like we've got two switches right now we don't need two but like chelsea and i both have one just because i don't know we just want our own nintendo Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, you, you'll probably eventually have to have it if you want to play each other in a two-player or something. If that you was pretty much it. Play. It was like one day where like, we should probably play Splatoon together. That's yeah. That's it. That was the one. Yeah. Yep. 
Uh, or you can move the dock into another room or something. That's something that eventually I'm going to have to do. That was the other piece dock. too, is we wanted another dock. We're like, well, it's like a hundred, like here, it's like a hundred dollars mm-hmm. for another yeah. dock. So that gets you like a, like a third of the way there. So you might as well just right. go get the other switch. And maybe that's why they price it that way. Maybe. And you go like, why would you just get that? Are you the, um, in your house, are you like by far the biggest geek? Are you the only geek? Well, when you say house, do you mean between me and my husband, or do yeah. you mean or your uh, cats? <laughs> I think I think if Brian were still here, he would tell me that I'm the biggest geek. He's gotten to the point that he watches me play video games more mm-hmm. than he actually plays them himself, and he complains because if I am watching him play a game, I'm a backseat gamer. Yeah, tell, you are. I tell him how to do everything, and he gets so mad at me for doing mm-hmm. it. And I get mad when he doesn't. You do it can't help yourself. No, I can't. It's what just games like, is he it's, playing? Uh, you know, he was really into Fire Emblem Warriors when we got it. He oh, just, nice. Yeah, he liked Hyrule Warriors a lot, and yep. uh, we both played Splatoon together. We kind of share the same character, uh, but he's really into ranked. Where I'm not into ranked. Me neither. I, I don't think I've ever done ranked. Ranked is too stressful for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I spent too many years trying to rank myself on mmos that i got burned out <laughs> that's the thing is i don't do really any of that like hard like in call of duty it would be like hardcore and whatever mm-hmm. like i don't like i'm good normal difficulty yeah. everything like unless there's like some weird achievement mm-hmm. that i'm after and i'm feeling kind of gutsy for it yeah normal is good he, enough for me he likes rank because he says well it gets you more exp it gets you more gold and i'm like it mm-hmm. might but i don't want to tear my hair out trying to do it uh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i just prefer the regular streamline and he loves single player so we're really excited for the octo expansion coming out in the summer uh because we are both going to be getting in and on that one again mm-hmm. do you think uh, that's going to breathe new life like bring new people in oh, absolutely or is it just going to revive people who are already there um i think more revival but yeah. you know it's for people that are still thinking, hey, I should probably get a Switch, it might, people who are playing Splatoon might tip them off to it. It's kind of like a word of mouth thing. It's yeah. like, well, I'm I'm playing it because this came out. And mm-hmm. I think the price for the DLC is completely reasonable. You're getting a whole new expansion pack for, you know, a full player, single player mm-hmm. campaign. Uh, well, speaking of like safe places to put your money or like to gamble with your money, I think Nintendo DLC is kind of like. Absolutely. Right. I mean, ever since Mario Kart, it's, everybody it's knows just, it. Yeah, uh, I've bought probably the DLC for most every single game that's come mm-hmm. out in Xenoblade 2, the Mario Kart 8 DLC, uh, mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild, Fire Emblem Warriors and Hyrule Warriors DLC. It's just, it's you get such good deals and for what they are creating in Smash Brothers, of course. <laughs> I totally missed Fire Emblem Warriors. That was one that when they announced it, I was like, that's the one I want. I like, mm-hmm. like I want that. That's a, that's an expansion of a world that I want. I feel like with with Zelda, I get enough of the hack and slash, and like of course you can play with all the different characters, but like that wasn't enough for me to be so super excited about it. But with Fire Emblem, like right. it's totally different. It's like you get little brief moments of that in the little like the little cutscene or whatever you want to call it when you actually go ahead and attack, and you go and you get that little like brief moment. Yeah. And you're like, I want more of that. That's exactly what I want. So, yeah, and I'm, I'm shocked that I didn't pick that one up. That that seemed like did it's- not do so well. Um, I don't know because Fire Emblem is such a niche IP for Nintendo. True. Uh, I think that's the only reason that it didn't sell as many units. 
Uh, but I, I personally love it. The only reason that I haven't played it as much as I have is because it literally came out about a week before Odyssey came out. That was it. Yes. Or release time. Yep. Yeah. It was. It was boom, boom, right there. And Should I be think right we, now. Should have released. We played. Today. Sure. Yeah. Because we have such a lull right now, and mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind waiting. Uh, but it's it's we played through the story, and we haven't played through all the maps. But it's just one of those things that. It's therapeutic for me. Mm-hmm. And I think it's therapeutic for my husband, Brian, too. We just love going through and slashing through hordes of enemies. The yep. only reason that I got Zelda uh, Hyrule Wars is because Zelda is my main IP. It's my yeah, favorite. Of course. Uh, and and that was a no-brainer for me. And I actually had never played a uh, D- Dragon Warriors, Dynasty Warriors, Dynasty Warriors. Mm-hmm. I'd never played one of those games before. And uh, it really tipped me off to the genre. And I am kind of a huge fan now and if right they keep... all you want to do is just take this giant sword and just bash 50 guys yeah. and you see them, like do the yeah. same thing and collect the costumes collect the swords upgrade mm-hmm. your weapons I, I think it's a really cool uh little mm-hmm. addition to what ips they've already got and I, you... I i think they should keep doing it what do you think of Switchland right now? 2017, obviously incredible. What do you think of Switchland 2018? You kind of mentioned this lull, but like, are we like, how are things like when you talk about it on, on the Nintendo shack, which we'll get to like, what's um, the, what's the, what's the vibe? <laughs> what's the vibe in Nintendo land right now? Well, we're kind of bored. Uh, yeah. Because like I said, we didn't know what we were talking about last week. And I honestly haven't listened to the guys this past week, but I wasn't on it. Uh, it, we're just kind of sitting and waiting for stuff. Oh. Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition is coming out in May, but I've already played through the original on the Wii and the 3DS. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just kind of, you know, I'm waiting for E3. It's kind of, right. I'm, I'm still playing games. I'm playing games that I bought and have a backlog on. Mm-hmm. But I'm kind of just sitting and waiting I, I don't think it's a bad thing i think they've given us plenty the first year to keep totally. our keep keep our feet wet and you know just keep keep going on that regard mm-hmm. but i just you think that there's a lull and you're we're just used to something coming out i think we got i, I think we got a little bit spoiled something coming out every single month some a yes. big title and I don't think that's going to be happening until probably the fall when we're getting ready for holiday season again. To be honest with you, as somebody who has less and less time to dedicate to gaming, like that is something where if there's a, if it sounds so counterintuitive to what everybody would be screaming about, because I'm, and I'm glad that you mentioned like, it's not such a bad thing because now we can actually go back and play all the things that sure. we missed. Like I want, I want this lull. I actually look for when a game is delayed like nine times out of 10, I'm good. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That gives me like that was going to be an awful time for you to come out. So at least that clears yeah. up my schedule a little bit. Thank you for taking care of that. So yeah, yep. I, I, I I'm glad we kind of just kind of outline that as, as if we're creating content and podcasts, probably not the best. But maybe the right, uh, right. the what you're playing segments are kind of like oh well I haven't been able to get to whatever like mm-hmm. I should be like, right now would be a great time for me to just go pick up Bayonetta too on the Wii U I still have it oh my gosh I, it's, yes it's still, it's still right here I, I hate holding this stupid gamepad like, I, I hate know, this more I than know. ever now it's but. so clunky now uh, but yeah. yeah great game if you haven't played it God, have you I played the original it. one no I haven't I think maybe uh-huh. like a couple seconds of like maybe a level or two or whatever I, but like really I, that's it adored the first game mm-hmm. so much and then the second game just 
is kind of the icing on the cake of the first game. I, that and I love those just stupid action games. I love yeah. just like I don't even care. Like I even like the old God of War games. Whatever. Just I'll just sit mm-hmm. there and like hack away. I don't have to learn systems or anything like that. It's just right. super easy. Pressing buttons. Um, before we close things out, though, I want to make sure that I get to talk about the Nintendo Shack because yeah. is this was this the first time that you had like really started podcasting at yep. all or even on a regular? That was your first podcast. I had no idea. Like I, like I'd listen right to out of the gate. Right out of high school. I listened school. to a couple of podcasts. Um, yeah. well, right out of, you know, it was, um, it's, yeah. Donnie approached me in GameStop. Mm-hmm. And I know we talked <laughs> about that. Best but story. I, I know. And it's just, it was such a, I, I've always geeked out with people about it, mm-hmm. but I've never had that outlet, like that true outlet where I get to like just gab. Yep. And I've always <laughs> enjoyed doing that. But this kind of organizes it and it gives me a chance to think about things from different perspectives or gives me topics that I really wouldn't address. It's kind of opened my eyes to uh, a lot of different things because, uh, you know, some of the guys on Nintendo Shack, they play devil's advocate all the time and and they crap on Nintendo for a bunch of stuff. And at first I was so quick to defend. It's like, how dare you? Uh, But now it's just kind of gotten me to be like you know they're not the perfect company that i would like to think that they are oh no it's like it's like when you realize your dad isn't superman oh what a horrible realization <laughs> it's it, it it's just kind of in, in addition to it being a great way for me to express myself mm-hmm it's been a way for me to kind of grow in development of the way that I approach. Um, oh gosh, I'm just trying to word it correctly. So I don't like offend anybody <laughs> approach things to the point that I'm not being uh, too brash or too, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not exactly from talking to Donnie on a regular basis. Yeah, I learned what wow. not to do. Oh, <laughs> no. Was... He's going to kick me. But I um, thought he was going to kick me, but he like changed midway. He's like, oh, kick shot. No. No, no. Donnie's actually, Donnie and I, that's why everybody thinks that we're like, people are, Brother are and you sister. sure you're not the same person? Yeah. Uh, because our likes and dislikes are so similar and our way mm-hmm. of thinking is so similar about a yeah. lot of games and when he doesn't agree with me on something that's when i'm most upset uh when he didn't play xenoblade 2 to like the end that's when i was really upset because you dis- that's you've dis- one he of disappointed my you. games yeah yeah i value so highly mm-hmm. uh, but i think a lot I'm- of people do yeah, I'm I'm very thankful for the opportunity that he's given me and that all of the guys have given me. And I, it's just one of those things where I was like, yeah, I'd love to, you know, contribute as a blogger or something. But right. I've broken out of my shell, I guess. It's just kind of one of those things where I enjoy talking on podcasts more mm-hmm. than I do writing a review. Yeah, and that's what I always tell people is like – whether it's a thousand people or one person, if it's just your mom listening, it is like, it's <laughs> the best thing to just like have that schedule because we've all, we've all escaped school at this point. School's probably, right. and like work is like the, the schedule that we don't really want to address. It's, it, it sucks. Know. Nobody really wants to relate to that. But like school gave you that Monday through Friday, you're going to do this and then you've got these assignments and everything is, mm-hmm. is there. And then you're like set out into the world. You're like, what the hell am I going to do? 
So yep. it is nice to have that that structure and practice, even just practice talking, because every right. every aside it's from podcasting, thing. totally we we we're all like texting each other or whatever, and I do I do all of that as well. But I even myself was realizing I didn't know how to like talk to people, and right. that, why would I start this show? Like I just this was actually speaking of artistic through uh, artistic creativity through limitation. I didn't have a co-host. So I'm like, well, oh, I want to wow. do this. So like, and every co-host said that back then, like I've discovered now that everybody and their dog has a podcast, but in the beginning, yeah. like I couldn't find anybody to podcast with. So it was, I guess I'll just do, do guests. I love this Mark Marin character. He does this show. And that's sort of like, everybody's heard me talk about that a thousand times now, but I think everybody should do a thing like this because you just never know. Not even like, it's not even like you're going to be like reaping rewards necessarily, but you find mm-hmm. just your, like I, like me at the beginning of this is totally different. I feel like it's probably the same for you. Oh, absolutely. I was so silent and quiet and shy. And then I just got to the point where I jumped in and started being assertive and mm-hmm. talking, you know, maybe talk, not talking over people as much as Donnie, but <laughs> <laughs> there's two, there's I, two. I know, I know, but I, I like to get my points in, you know, I just yeah. want to make sure that what I've got to say is actually heard. Mm-hmm. So are you, you're a regular on Nintendo Shack now, but you, you missed this week. I maybe suppose, scheduling. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm not on every week. It's just whenever whoever's in rotation. I think Donnie and Jason are considered the two guys that that run the thing. But I, I'm just, I'm in there at least once or twice gotta, a month. Got to push your way in there. It, tell me, is the only way to get the Nintendo Shack just on the main PSVG feed? Do we need to? Is this maybe the third knock? If it's not the case, I, can you subscribe I believe, separately? I believe I I don't know. I don't okay. know because I'm just asked Donnie. I should have asked Donnie. Fair. Uh, <laughs> I think you have to go through the podcast family, but I'm not exactly certain. We'll get Donnie. We're we're gonna have to talk to Donnie about this. I think it's just a little intimidating for me. There's just there's like what are like six podcasts that come out every single day on the PSVG network. Gosh, Uh, well it's like you know we got bored with video games. We've got the early morning gamer, uh, Mm -hmm. OT. OT. Mm -hmm. um, Oh gosh, uh, Xbox Empire. Yep. Uh, we, I mean, it's it's. We used to just do the one show a week and talk for an hour or two about stuff that was going on, and then we everybody it's too wanted, much stuff. Everybody wanted to talk about something, but this was the compromise, and I think it's a great compromise. There's it is actually an amazing something thing. for everybody. That's the thing. So I just I take a shot, but it's also Donnie. <laughs> yeah, amazing. it really is amazing. Everything that I think what he's done is something that we've all like wanted to do, and then Donnie's just like, oh. I'm, I kind of already did it. So uh, there you go. Um, that's hilarious. Carol, I want to talk about, lastly, actually two things. I want to talk about your name, Carol. Yeah. Don't like Caroline? Is that the, the is, is it just an, or you just prefer, you just want to be different? Um, It's just a, a nickname. I, yeah. I don't, I don't know where it became like is a Is it thing. offensive if people call you Caroline? No. You're no, not, not like, at all. Goo. I was. I was one of three Carolines in my high school private school class of 68 mm. people. So oh. <laughs> three out of 68. Went, and we all sat in a line. So it's like when somebody said Caroline, we all turned and looked. Oh, God. Yep. Um, I, people can call me Caroline. People can call me Caro. It doesn't matter. A lot of people call me C. So. Oh, I like C. Yeah. People that work call me C. Sometimes we'd be very, some people call me Scene. Scene. <laughs> 
<laughs> they don't know how words work. Or... Seen bean. Seen... We call we call hmm. Sean Bean Seen Bean. <laughs> oh, Sean Bean is. Fine. I was I was thinking because like nobody knows who Connery is anymore. Anyway, that's a whole other aside. Oh. Uh, my last question is: We kind of talked about this a little bit um, with E3 coming coming up. What are you looking mm-hmm. forward to in 2018 for video games? What's kind of the thing that, or a couple things that you're you're anxious and anticipating? Smash and of we gotta yeah we've got to have the smash roster characters that were cut like and, and it's it's more of a nostalgia thing for me not that i ever played with them but you know ice climbers has got to come back into the yeah, fray seriously uh wolf i would love to see in there and a lot of characters that were die people were dying to have that mm-hmm. they uh put on the ballot and i think that would be a great way for them to come into the uh the game as just if they're making a new game how late um, in the year do you think that's coming have you guys have you talked about that have you predicted we've talked about that uh i believe that since the a lot of people think that it's going to just be a holiday excuse me like a november release and um i if nintendo is gonna pop out this uh actual online service in september i think that's the date that they've said i think smash absolutely hits day one of the service because there's no other reason for them to really have the service come up aside from splatoon and maybe mario kart 8 pokemon we think pokemon is coming i i think pokemon is coming by the end of the year donnie thinks it's coming beginning of next year I feel okay. So I think if we look at just the online service coming in, I think that does lean strongly towards a Pokemon mm-hmm. thing. But everything else in my gut tells me it's not ready yet. Like I don't know why. No, I, 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 I feel like we too. probably would have heard about it by now. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. Like it could, we could hear about it on Monday by the time this thing even airs, and then oh, this is true. No, who knows? But I don't think it takes that long for them to pop out a Pokemon series or a game. But I, do you want like the same games. old, same old? Like, would they, would you be okay with that, or do you are you expecting like next generation? This is a totally different experience because it's on Switch. I think just the fact that it's going to be on Switch is uh, bigger makes it and makes better. the old thing even new. Yeah, right, that's a good way to right. look at it. Uh, but you know, Sun and Moon was my favorite installment in the series so far, just because they shook it up with the trials instead of your eight gems. If they mm-hmm. go back to the gems, I'm not going to be upset. It's just seeing it on a big screen with wonderful graphics I think's probably going to make it for me. I still actually have that experience every once in a while. Like Stardew Valley, I was playing mostly in handheld mode and then all yeah. of a sudden I put it in the dock and I was like, whoa, yeah. like it's not like that. It's not like it blew my hair back or anything, but it was just kind of like, oh it's yeah. It's really fun. It's the same Especially, thing, yeah. but bigger. I went from a handheld to a 60 inch and it's like, oh my gosh. Did you ever have the old, or did you ever get your hands on one of those um, Super Game Boy? Where you could have like a oh, Game yeah. Boy thing plugged you in. You put the game, game Boy cartridges in your SNES. Yeah, absolutely. Blows my mind. Are you kidding yeah. me? Just thinking about that, like for the first time, you're like, there's no way this is going to work. And yep. then you click the little button and it pops up and it just, holy crap. Yep. Oh, I, oh, memory. Nice little square ratio on the screen. I remember I it well. I freaking love it. Oh, man. Good times. Yep. Carol, tell everybody where they can find you on the internet. This has been an amazing chat. Thank you so much. And yes, thank I'm you for moving so me over excited. to Discord. This is well, amazing. Hopefully this works in the future for you. Happy accident, like I said. I, I am the Nintendame. Perfect. At Twitter. And mm-hmm. you can find me uh, in the PSVG Discord. Uh, I'm mostly in the General and the Nintendo Shack. Nice. Well, thank you again. This has been... oh. 
I didn't need like a like a oh. deep conversation today. I just needed a nice little like geek out. And so thank you very much for that. Saturday we'll talk about art. Yeah, this is yeah. perfect. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I don't know if it's this empty house or what it is, but I feel very good about this episode. Thank you so much to Caroline Caro. I'm glad that we finally are doing whatever we possibly can to make this not so much the the white 30-year-old man show. So if anybody you know, yes, you listener, if you know if you know any lady, if, can we just get a little diversity up in here? I really enjoyed February. We've unfortunately returned a little bit to We the White Cast. Let's get it. Let's get more people. Let's get more perspectives. That was so much fun. Thank you so much, Caro, at the Nintendame. Great name also, by the way. Check out the PSVG Network of Podcasts. Just one feed gets you 6,000 shows a day, I think. Something like that. The music, Animal Crossing. How Crossing. Crossing. Animal Crossing. How could I not? OC Remix. Uh, it was called Letting Go. Kind of nice, I guess. Um, I love this. This tune just gets me going, you guys. Uh, thank you, everybody, for subscribing. If you forgot, leave a thumbs up. If you have not gone to the bathroom today, if you've not sat on a toilet, go there now. It's way too late for that. And while you're there, rate us on iTunes. It's a great. It's 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 a two for one. It's a twofer. Follow me on Twitter at Sean Capri, Sean like Connor Capri like the pants. Follow the website, We the Nerdy, and the the, 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 the why am I so excitable? Somebody needs to come home and like get me under control. Goodness gracious! We the GamerCast is the uh, is the show's handle. It really helps big shows go like, hey, this guy's not a total noob at this. There's actually people who pay attention. So thank you. That really really helps. Remember, I'm on If We Ran Nintendo tonight. Quest for Pixels, 9 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. If you're listening to this on Monday, that show continues to rock on. And of course, the Xbox Drive, where I talk to Dave Moore while I drive to work. We talk about extra Xbox. If you haven't already uh, and you'd like to, maybe take a moment. Support us on Patreon.com slash Make Us Better. It's more than just this show. It's Mr. Babbit. It's Warp Whistle Gaming. It's Nintendo Nostalgia. There's a whole bunch of us. You guys are amazing. Letting us live our dreams. I think that's pretty much pretty much all I want to I wanna say. This song continues to go. I better, better say thank you to our artists, Adam Leonard, Gary Gray, our video designer, Antonio Guillen, and Dave Moore for the Day Space Network podcast. Otherwise, this is episode 140 of We The Gamer Cast. It's now in your ears, and it's in your eyeballs. I'm going to be back next week. I hope you're there, too. Now it's time for my friend and your friend and X for Jason. X press X for Jason. And sometimes Sean and Jason. And the arms go up and down. Jason! 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 Sean! 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 Sean, where are you? Jason! 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 Sean! 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 Stop! Jason! 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 Jason!